Sup, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. And I'm Gloria Swanson. <laughs> um, Christy. That's, oh, right. Yeah. It's Christy. Yeah. Um, so welcome to another episode, y'all. We are talking about uh, vulnerability today, but not just vulnerability because we've we've touched on that before, but more so how we are recognizing when we've been vulnerable in the past and it didn't work out for us and when people maybe hurt our feelings and kind of saw our vulnerability that's guys this is going to be rough for me um and took advantage of it and how that kind of affects our vulnerability now and moving forward yeah it's a little bit of a follow-up to our original vulnerability episode because i haven't listened to that episode since we recorded it, but I can vaguely remember that it was a lot more about defining what vulnerability meant to us and how we had kind of learned to transform our meaning behind it. But now that we are a little bit older, a little bit wiser and things, you know, of course we've had revelations as you've heard last week, but with every new revelation, the vulnerability continues to evolve and how it impacts us still from the past even the same relationships that we've talked about before so I feel like with this episode it's not it's not going to be like a you know a poor me type of episode where we talk about who hurt us but well it it is but it is (laughs) but it's more so I think realizing how much it actually did impact us and our emotional well-being because I think Katie and I tend to talk about traumatic experiences kind of matter of factly sometimes you know like it's easy to kind of just retell it as a story but really getting into how it made us feel and how it affected us we you know we kind of glaze over it sometimes and when you do that long enough you realize that you got to revisit it so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we're going to do today I think yeah yeah I think that's a good way to sum it up um so before we dive in what is your catch-up you said you had one I'm curious what it it's pretty vague but I think (laughs) it's shocking (laughs) That's my middle name. Um, I feel like you and I are, we're doing a lot of like scientist work right now. Like we are going out into the wilderness Mm. and collecting data. And now I kind of feel like we are, we're going back to the lab and taking some time to analyze the data. You know, we've had some experiences over the last few weeks, things that I think really changed our normal routine day to day. And really thought-provoking shit you know Mm -hmm. and now I feel like we're kind of like not retreating but we really are just like coming back to the lab and like analyzing now seeing where the information fits into other stuff and I don't know I'm just feeling very scientist you know yeah I mean I'm in that headspace because of school so I'm I'm with you like I'm doing a lot of readings about studies and such and I'm actually watching a lot of like programs about studies and about the mind and about all of that stuff studies study and truly many studies <laughs> and also guys just FYI while I'm on the topic of studies don't fall for them when you see something in the news that's like studies say apple juice cures cancer that usually means that one person drank apple juice and then like their cancer went into remission it's not real it's usually based on like four people and it's not trustworthy so don't fall for it um that was just like a main takeaway of yeah. everything I've learned recently is like they're lying to you um but no I do think I think that we are in a space of reflecting and I said that to you earlier where it, that's funny that you said that because I was saying to you that I've studies my studies have been telling me right. um mm-hmm. <laughs> that 
I, well, I won't get into it. We're going to talk about it right. later. But um, I have already been referencing my studies, and I feel like... <laughs> so don't believe her. <laughs> <laughs> She's a liar. No, my studies are real. Um, <laughs> it's other people's studies. Right. These are everything that we report back on, on this episode. On this episode. On this podcast is a result of our studies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, you can call me Dr. Katie, wow. and that's Dr. Christie. And... Um, yeah, I mean, if how... there's Doctor Phil and Doctor Oslin, we can be doctors, okay? So, um, yeah. Was this, so was that your only catch up? Was yeah. just that we're? Um... I just at least that's how I've been feeling, and I feel like that's you too. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have decided um, that we are both studying. Yes. Yeah. You are correct. Okay. Um, okay. So. I otherwise really don't have much of a catch up, guys. Like I'm in school, you know it. I'm not going to bore anyone by talking about it any more than that. It's that's my life, and that's what I'm doing. Um, other than that, let's get into the episode, okay. right? Okay. Um, so I guess to kind of give a little bit of backstory as to what brought us here today, I had recently been just kind of interested in seeing where I was this time last year in the summer. It's because it's my birthday mm-hmm. time. So the other night I was looking for journal entries from last summer and then the summer before that, and I stumbled upon one particular entry from two years ago when I broke up with Cool Border, Mm -hmm. um, who I've referenced before. And for whatever reason, even though I've talked about him throughout this podcast, reading this particular entry about, I think it was like two days after we broke up. I was hit with a ton of bricks of unexpected emotion and it just came out of nowhere, but it was just something that um, didn't really occur to me until now that it, this relationship had a way bigger effect on me than I think I give it credit for sometimes because I talk about it so, like I said, matter of factly, like I, I kind of make a mockery of it at this point as if like, you know, I kind of make a joke out of how naive I was thinking that this was something else, but I don't put a lot of thought into how much it actually did kind of reopen new wounds for me that still linger. Well, that's the problem. Well, not I shouldn't say the problem, but that's our pattern is that Mm -hmm. we always kind of make jokes about things, put them into little, like we are major um what's it called compartmentalizers compartmentalizers we I was gonna say containers I was like that's not it um we're constantly like oh we'll just put this in there and like I see it and like I know about it but like I'll I'll deal with that later Mm -hmm. and then later never comes and then one day all of a sudden it could be something that you reflected on from 20 years ago that you're like wow that actually was very very meaningful we didn't allow ourselves to feel anything or process anything for a very long time so now we're playing catch up and I think like we've explained we've we've mentioned that on the podcast a million times about how we both were kind of like calloused and very like yeah well then fuck you if you hurt me then I never liked you anyway or whatever like we never would allow ourselves we would do it to each other hype each other up and not allow ourselves to ever really get vulnerable and um now you know, we've talked about that, but I don't know that we've really ever taken time to fully explain why. So those are going to be some of the stories that we're telling today of like, how did we get to that point of being so callous in our 20s? And also why now it's so difficult for us to, why this is so difficult for us? Because mm-hmm. this work that we do is, 
that that's the whole point of everything that we're doing is constantly looking at like what did we used to do and why and how did that affect us and um these are just major influences on who we've become and how we're moving through the world now and I think for me especially it's so hard because I mentioned last week that I love things I think I said it on the podcast I love for things to be logical and to make sense and to be like well if this happened then this can't happen but that's not how it works so I can't just live in this place of like oh well that bad thing happened but like I I'll never meet anyone like that again Mm -hmm. that'll never happen like I just don't have to deal with it well guess what I probably will and if you don't deal with it the minute you a situation like that triggers you you're gonna fall to pieces so mm-hmm. um yeah it's um it's definitely a skill that I think you develop over time as far as being able to identify it in the moment quicker and address it right then and there and I can say that my time span of how long I would let things go on has definitely gotten shorter mm-hmm. but you know when I'm finding myself in situations where I could potentially get into a new relationship, it makes it hard to keep taking steps forward without being worried about something going wrong, whatever that may be. Yeah. And, you know, there were a couple relationships in my life that I've also learned that longevity doesn't equate how bad or how harmful or how long of an effect it can have on you. It, that has no... Mm-hmm. No ties whatsoever um, because my longest relationship was actually, it was so different. It was actually like, it was not toxic in the way right. that these other ones were. And the one that I'm referring to with Cool Border was within like less than two years. And, and it was toxic from day one. Absolutely day one. Pretty much like on the spot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that because because I was so invested at one point in that relationship and I really thought that I could and then I would build a life with this person I was convinced I convinced myself um that this could work and I think it was because I was much more willing to be vulnerable so I felt like oh if I'm actually putting an effort to back up what I say and express my feelings be considerate be thoughtful and try to communicate better that I can make this work. And that's that's exactly it. That's the hard part. That's the thing that we think that we can logic our way out of it and be like, well, if I do it right, and that's what's so hard is that you and I didn't do that for so long. Like we didn't express our emotions and just getting to that point it was an accomplishment. so difficult, yeah. right? And then to have it just be a slap in the face of it not being received, like – I experienced the same thing with you and Regina George, which if you're new here, she's somebody that Christy and I were friends with for over a decade. It was, again, super toxic, very crazy. She's a narcissist. Um, So in that, and and it's not a, you know, if you're, again, if you're new here, yeah, I have a lot of narcissists. I collect them. Um, (laughs) So I remember the first time that I ever kind of acknowledged to her and to you were there as well but it really wasn't to you it was to her but you were involved um I felt like you guys were excluding me and I felt like I it was the beginning of me feeling like I was not on the inside of the joke or the inside of the story or whatever was happening this was a long time ago it was probably 2011 2012 I remember because of where I was living but um it had taken me from 2009 2010 until 2012 to get enough courage literally two years 
to get enough courage to say something um, and have be like, I need to talk to you guys. This is serious. It's hurting my feelings. Because before that, I'd be like, wow, fuck you guys. You hung out without me? Like, fucking cool. Hope you had fun. You probably didn't. Like, would just make a joke of it. But it really hurt me. And when I said that, I was met with, um, you know, her saying, Regina George saying that I am too sensitive, that it was all a joke or why does it matter? And it says more about me than her, that I care. And um, basically that all of my emotions were invalid and it was a me problem. And if I toughen up, and that was, the, you know, I, not the first time I've heard that, um, or the last, um, that this would go away. And that's what's so hard. And then it was just like, case closed. All right, move on. And then I, that was the end. And when you open up and you don't get resolved, it's... Well, and it's like this perpetual feeling of other people telling you that you are the problem or Mm -hmm. it's because of you and you know it has to be said that before all of this like way before if you're going back to our childhood years and what it was like for us growing up and the way that I dealt with traumatic emotional experiences as as a child was to isolate myself, um, not talk about it. And if I did ever speak up about anything about how I was feeling, I would be met with punishment or it would get flipped in a way that I was being shamed for how I felt because it was like causing this other person to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so I just conditioned myself to never speak up for myself and just go with the flow, keep everything in harmony. And then when I if I ever did speak up or feel like I was being vulnerable in a way that, you know, I'm actually being honest about how I feel again, the same patterns were just kind of like very stifling. So to get to a point where I actually felt like I was doing some conscious work, especially in this relationship with cool border, I felt like, you know, it was a major accomplishment for me to be able to actually be self-aware in some way. And then it, Again, same thing happened is that it was flipped on me to take responsibility for the way that the relationship was going. And it was just so it's so confusing, like it becomes really confusing and hurtful, but more confusing because you're just like, I wanted I have good intention. So I just don't understand what I'm doing wrong. And you really start to believe that it is you. So, yeah it's really difficult to be able to then get into new relationships with people who they probably also have good intention, but you're just so weary and apprehensive that it can be pretty scary to open up. Well, and even like I, because we're in different places of that you are, you know, dating and entering into potentially will be entering into a relationship or something of the like at some point soon. Or some point, whatever. I can, I, I'm, I don't know how to word at things some, loosely enough. At literally some point. <laughs> I'm like I'm like a lawyer. I'm like at maybe sometime as, uh, allegedly. Yeah. Um, so you know you're doing that, but I'm at a point where it's not so much that I'm meeting new people. I'm trying to go deeper with people that I already know, and it seems like every time I do that, we're in parallel situations where same thing. It, they're like, no, fucking don't. Like, don't say your feelings. Don't even, don't you dare. I'm not going to like it. And I'm going to get mad. And, and I'm, lash out. And lash out irrationally. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's what's so hard is that it's not just like, oh, okay, so these are things. Because, of course, like you and I have things in our past with um, our families and our parents, and it's particularly our moms, that 
we tried to be vulnerable. We tried to to do the, what we thought was the mature thing and we were met with complete resistance or if anything, bullying really. And, um, and it's easy to be like, okay, well that happened then because I was a child and I didn't know how to really articulate it. Now that I'm adult, it won't happen. But joke's on us because literally guys, it's still happening. This just happened. It just happened to me a week ago again. Mm-hmm. Like I, and it starts to feel like you said, like it's hard. Like, am I, what is happening here? Well, what is going wrong? The magnitude of the reaction that we get from the other side by expressing how we feel. And what I've learned through doing that is that if you don't say something that is completely appeasing to the other person, you might as well have basically just told them to fuck right off. Like, that's how it seems like it gets perceived. Like, because the magnitude does not match like what we are presenting. Does that make sense? Like the reaction doesn't match yeah. how we're approaching it. And it's so it seems like literally stepping in a minefield where you take one tiny misstep and you literally get blown up like to shreds. There's people that and that's it's it really is like some sort of a, a phenomenon or something with how many people there are like this because it's there's no way that it's just us or just a coincidence that we know and have interacted with this many people who the minute you say to them I am hurt or you hurt me their reaction is to get defensive and completely attack you. And there's so many people out there in the world who are like, no, I'm a great listener, I'm a great friend, I'm a great partner, whatever. But it's like, but until it has something to do with you, and then if it has something to do with you, then how do you respond? Because I understand someone, we, listen, we are the queens of defensiveness. We totally get it. We just said we spent most of our time doing that. I get that. I, what I don't, I get defending yourself. I don't get attacking someone else mm-hmm. when they say they hurt you. I get defending yourself and like, I didn't mean to. I, this is what I meant. Here are my intentions. Not saying that that's right, but I, that makes sense to me logically. If I said, Christy, you hurt my feelings. And then Christy said, that's because you're a baby back bitch. I'd be like, what is fucking wrong with you? Why and would then, like, you do that? Down, and like double down, like triple down, yeah. quadruple down. <laughs> that's the thing is like, you know, any argument can get heated. People can say things they don't mean all the time. But I feel like when time has passed and then like it still continues to happen, even after there's been like a seemingly reconciliation type of conversation and then it still is like just never ends, it really makes it hard to know if you are crazy, if you are actually the one that's at fault here, can you be doing better? And it, I think the difference though is like, especially with this relationship, like the one that you're speaking about and the one that I'm speaking about, so intense. Like, I think that's what sets it apart. It's not like, oh, we just fight and we argue. It's like really mean stuff. I can't really explain it. It's just like this. It's a cruelness that is so like, it's reserved for typically for teenagers. Like that's why teenagers are known for being like the meanest and the scariest is they will say things to you that you're like damn you really didn't have to do that like you didn't need to go there um and that's what they specialize in and I get it I I get it but when you're an adult (laughs) doing that and with me like I don't want to be too vague because y'all know me like I'm really never vague I put myself on blast and give maybe too many details um, I have somebody close to me right now that unfortunately like it's happening in the present so I can't really speak on it and I will I'm sure at some point but there's someone close to me now that I tried to be vulnerable with and tell them that they hurt my feelings and they 
pulled um, uh, my mom on me. They were like, all right, then fuck you. Um, and that was that. So it's really hurtful, especially going through that again. Um, being that what literally happened was I said my mom didn't have empathy for me on this podcast and then she stopped speaking to me. Like that that is the ultimate example of this of like, all I said was that I felt like you didn't have empathy for me. Like that, that is not, and I don't know, it starts, it does start to make you feel like, are we wrong? Like is saying how we, I don't under, what, what, what is that? I know. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, because we are both so logical, we try to look for an understanding of why these things happen. Yeah. And to an extent it can be validating and it can um, bring some closure to a situation, but it still doesn't make it any easier to then try to do it in real life and keep going and keep opening yourself up to people that you want to get close to. And so, you know, with the whole unexpected emotional part of this, it was, I really just felt kind of sad for myself, like sad that I can look at myself separately as this person who really just yearned for closeness like I really that's all I ever want is connection closeness intimacy with every relationship but especially a romantic one and when I really put myself out there and thought that I was you know living through intention and being much more mindful and thoughtful to get met with such hostile anger it just made me feel sad for the person because I was also very heartbroken when we broke up which logically would be like well why are you so sad that you are out of an abusive relationship um but it was just because I could see like how much I really wanted these things and I was willing to take these breadcrumbs of good moments and sacrifice my well-being just for those few moments that I thought were connecting and it was the relationship that really shook up my entire outlook on life but um you know, I think it's important to still acknowledge how much it really did pain me. Like the whole relationship was pretty painful and afterwards too. And it yeah. still shows up to this day. And um, in certain ways that I just haven't really looked closely at until yesterday, <laughs> literally. Yeah, that's that's the thorough line between like all of these is that it's, it's, it's something that... Um, it is the only way I can describe it is it is extra painful when you are like I took my shell off and for a second and you stabbed me like multiple I, times yeah like you and and that is that that's the thorough line like that's I experienced that of course like I just said with my mom now but like even before years ago in my 20s um you know she and I had I had basically said like I can't continue to have a relationship with you if you keep hurting me if you keep being mean to me essentially um we didn't really speak and then she said that she felt bad and that or not no <laughs> she said she wouldn't anymore she said that it would be fine or whatever so I tried to start talking to her for the first time in my life like really try to have a relationship and try to be vulnerable and I told her about things with Ricky and I because I thought that that's what you do with your mom I thought you're supposed to tell them about like you're dating or whatever and she then turned it around against me and like used it against me and um in times then when I would like try to talk to her, she would like use things I had said in the past against me. And like it just takes a special kind of asshole to hear someone in a moment when you know that they think and this is again, that's almost near exactly what I'm going through now. It's like 
when you know someone is trying to connect with you and vent with you and not in an, a rude way, they're not sitting there bashing someone or saying awful things. They're saying, I'm scared of this. I don't want to repeat these patterns. I don't, I see these behaviors and I, they concern me. They worry me. What, sh- what should I do? Um, and where you're always looking or you've been looking for a connection romantically, I keep looking for a parent I just want a parent. I mm-hmm. just want somebody who's older than me that can give me some kind of empathy and, you know, something. And every time it feels like you try to do that, um, it just gets thrown at you as if you had bad intention, even though they know you didn't. And I think that's what hurts is that these people, all of them, again, like they're all so similar. Like, my mom, the person I'm dealing with now, Regina George, cool border, like all your mom, they've all done things in the past that were um, just. I feel like for me, I would say betrayed. Like I feel like betrayed in ways. Betrayed, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's because it's like, it's all the people that you think are going to protect you. And that's why it hurts so badly is that we are, listen, guys, we're from Philly. Like we have, we don't expect anyone to be nice to us. We don't, we don't expect sympathy. We don't expect a handout or a hand up anywhere for anything. We know that. Um, But then you're, you should in Philly, those particularly your friends and your family and your relationship are everything everything and in in the east coast especially where we are there is an extra importance on once i trust you if you're in my inner circle if you betray me that's an extra like i don't know if you guys watched the new jersey housewives but like you don't go against your family and if you do it they're dead they're, you're dead to them and yeah. like so when you have that happen to you it's like well and surreal I, yeah and i and i think that it becomes so difficult for us because the whole time I feel like I've had good intention like have I handled situations poorly 100% have I been the aggressor in certain situations in different relationships yeah definitely like I can be passive aggressive I I acknowledge all of that Um, however I think throughout when it comes to my intention in the relationship it's always been to have a harmonious close intimate relationship with someone that I love and and want to grow with and I think that despite all of that like just like feeling like I've been trying to do that the whole time it's like how am I supposed to do that again and it's not that I feel like now in the future that someone is going to blow up at me because I will say that a lot of the red flags if not all of them were overlooked when I started dating cool border all of the things that I remember back then giving me like an internal visceral reaction of like oh I really don't like that those things I won't tolerate today. Like I can firmly say that I don't picture myself really, uh, well, hopefully, who knows? Well, yeah, um, I think that's the step. Sorry, no second, but I feel like that's the first step. Yeah. I agree. Like I think it's the, the first step is to be like, okay, I need to know who I'm giving this information to. Like we can't always predict what somebody's going to do to us or how they're going to react, but you can have a pretty good idea based on who they are and what they've done in the past. And now you and I are both at a point where it's like, fuck around and find out. You do something to me, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to play that game with you. I'm not going to keep giving you chances to hurt me repeatedly. Or, you know, we have to, when somebody shows themselves now, we really, we see them. So with that being said, when those feelings come up for us now, 
Right. And we're making the connection back to, you know, maybe when we felt like that in our childhood, because that's at least what I did when I read this journal entry. It's all coming back to me now, Celine Dion. And then I was like, okay, so where and when have I felt like that before when I was a child? Mm -hmm. And... I made a few connections, which also brought up even more feelings for me that I haven't really looked at. And I think the main thing is that like, I'm trying to keep in my head this whole reparenting concept because we are two people that essentially raised ourselves emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. And so how do we now get through those feelings that we felt when we were younger as an adult now who don't have parents to, to soothe us for us, you know, like that's the hard work. But I think for me, at least it's, you just have to sit in it. Like I, that's what I did yesterday. At least I just really sat in it and felt it and told myself what I would tell somebody else or like a child who's going through feelings like that. You know, it's giving myself compassion. And honestly, and I said this to you before, before we started recording is like realizing how much we endured at such an age is pretty impressive I have to say like yeah it is impressive that we got through some pretty serious shit um intact for the most part yeah as as best as we could with what we had I think that we are we got through a lot Mm -hmm. with very little information back then and you know that is something to be grateful for but um you know I think that it's important to be mindful of how you talk about it now because like I said I kind of want to start maybe lessening how much I belittle myself it's funny in the moment sometimes to be like wow Christy you really thought (laughs) you really thought it's here's the thing I think because again it's very like we laugh so we don't cry Mm -hmm. like I think (laughs) it's it's just our mo of constantly mocking ourselves or making fun of ourselves um to be like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. To be like, oh, well, yeah. I dated like a full grown adult as a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. you know, and, and that's just a funny, that's just a funny party story. You know, yeah. that that's not even one of my major traumas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a fact. Uh, so, yeah, like I think there was, there's a lot that um, it, when you look at it again, scientifically in an experiment, let's say you put a hundred different people through all of the things that we went through how would they have dealt with them and I think that we've done the best that we could um I think that we're as functioning as we can but the thing is now what we're doing in real time is like all of the things we didn't feel then we have to let ourselves feel now Mm -hmm. and that's the hard part is like Again, logically, I want to be like, no, but I, like, I listen, that was a long time ago. I'm over it. I'm through it. I'm under it. Whatever. Um, no, I you still have to feel it if you've never felt it. And I've we've talked about that before, that you can't outrun things. You cannot just keep running from your past and it not catch up with you at some it point. Will, in every single thing, person you come in contact with, like there is a piece of your past that comes up and there are things that I could swear up and down all day that I've processed through. And I'm sure that in the future that will come up in some way again. And I mean, I think although it is hard to get through the uncomfortable feelings and the sadness and the pain again in present time, I, 
even just 24 hours later, I think even having those feelings, I do feel one tiny step closer to being able to feel a little bit more or to stay willing to be open to people because having that knowledge and kind of reprocessing it, you know, you have to be honest with your feelings. I think that's why it's, it makes it more difficult for ourselves. I think the more that we shut it away and don't deal with it and act like it didn't happen, because then when we find ourselves in these situations in the future, it's like, well, what do we do? Right. And it's these fake, not to put my husband on blast, but Ricky is always does this where he's like, I just don't know. Like, I just don't know why I feel like this. And I'm like, is that true though? Like, let's really think about this. And I'm somebody that I've, I used to be like that a long time ago, like not a long time ago. I did that for a long time. I stopped a couple of years ago where I then started really, uh, maybe like two years ago, like where I started really kind of acknowledging things and therapies helped a lot with that where it's like that, that is a big deal. You know, that is even saying like, oh, my parents don't talk to me anymore. Hello. Um, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, Jesus Christ, are you serious? And I'm like, well, yeah. yeah, like it's, um, it's, it's just fine. A thing, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just like a fact. Um, so like there's things like that where you don't want to have to admit it, but it is important. And I'm trying to do that now the same way and give myself the way that you need to give yourself empathy and compassion and space to be like, I want connection and that's not bad. And the things that I did in the past, bless her heart. That's mm-hmm. the only way we can look at our past selves. We're not idiots, but it's just a bless her heart situation. And you, that's what you wanted. And you were trying the best thing that you could to get it. I want a parent and I just keep trying and it's not working for me. But we have to keep going because we know that that's what we want and that's what we deserve. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve to be mistreated. We don't deserve to be made fun of or belittled or um, told that we need to toughen up or that it's too much to ask or whatever like yeah that's not acceptable and we're not doing that anymore and anyone who says that then you're not for us Mm -hmm. and we will keep on searching and it's not it's also not to say that I feel like it always needs to be in conversation you know like where you're always talking about this and like always processing it but I do think that at least for me, I can say that I tend to minimize a very complex situation down to like one or two themes. Like, oh, I was in a manipulative relationship or I was in whatever. He was just really mean to me. But there was so much more intricate parts of that 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 really did have a huge effect when it comes all together. So, you know, we you said this to me the other day, how someone once told you, you know, your subconscious is listening. So anything that you say, even if you think that it's like just lighthearted and it's like, you know, trying to keep trying to laugh so we don't cry. um, When you do that long enough, your subconscious then starts to minimize it in your head. And then it just you're doing yourself a disservice. But I know how easily that can happen because that's just how we've been conditioned to like deal with our problems pretty much it's the stories that we tell ourselves again like you can convince yourself of any story like if you tell yourself that it wasn't really that big of a deal you can really start to believe it that doesn't mean though that the scars and the hurt and all of that aren't still there like you're still probably gonna have to deal with them if anything you just made it more confusing because now you have all this pain and hurt and then this event and you don't see them as linked mm-hmm. so now you just have to try to figure out what is wrong with you when in reality like that's why it's so important to acknowledge especially going forward, when these things do happen, when we are vulnerable, when it's like we did try and it's like, God damn, it happened again. And it's like, wow. And everyone's like, does that, are you okay? 
instead of us being like, yeah, we're fine. We have to be like, well, it's honestly, no, like that. It hurts really. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't it, know. I'm just going through it. And I mean, I will I will say once again with journaling and everything, it's it's for me like it helps to kind of also just have it in writing to see like I literally made a list in this entry of what I was holding on to in the moment and what I was letting go of and being able to look at that in retrospect and see what I was holding on to made so much sense as to where my head was at because it was like I mean I've told you multiple times at this point but it was just like good sex financial security a feeling that he's like willing to reflect on himself and like we have a closeness. It was all things that were superficial, like that were and the bare ass minimum. Right. <laughs> like it was, and only occurred like a couple of times. And then all the things I was letting go of were all of the red flags, just like the anger, the rage, the, the insults to me, like just being so cruel and mean and all of these other things that now I'm glad that, my past self documented all of that because I can get swept up in like all of the good times and it was really not that bad. But you know, if you are somebody who needs to kind of organize your thoughts in that way, it does help not just in the moment, but in the future for yourself too, to see, see where you've grown and like where, you know, the connections can be made. This is one of the harder ones. This is definitely one of the things that, um, because for both of us, what makes it so difficult is that all what we need to do is acknowledge it, sit in it, feel it, and then go forward anyway. And those are all like the hardest things to do. And there is no fix. There is no nothing that's going to make it easier or better. It's just one of those things where it's like, all right, this is this is a risk. This mm-hmm. is going to be, you know, feel a little bit um, scary. But we have, you know, for what we want, we know the risk is worth the reward and we have to just keep trying, but also play it safer and make sure that we put ourselves in in situations where the odds are more in our favor, that they will not um, be cruel and vicious to us. And be prepared to be there for yourself, too, because I think with the whole reprocessing of the emotions, I think the next step for me at least, is to then soothe myself that way. So it's like one thing to feel the feelings, but then how do we cope with them? You know, like it's, they're there, but how do you support yourself in getting through those feelings? Like be the parent that, or the support system that you didn't have at the time. And I think that's kind of like a little bit of the whole package of then being able to be a little bit more at peace with it and then still continue on doing the work without so much fear and resentment because now you you know how to handle it. Yeah. And I would say like the, uh, it's something that's really, that I'm struggling with at the present moment right now. My therapist literally told me that I like, don't think about anything other than school. Like do not think about it. I'm clearly not listening. Um, but I, every time something comes into my head that is about something mean that somebody else said or did to me, one of those really hurtful things, it's very easy to just get stuck in either a loop of that, of replaying it, or having a fake conversation of what you would have said back, could say back, or whatever. Um, what I'm trying to do now, and again, like this is not, this is literally me telling you what I'm doing, not what I did. Like, I, I don't know. We'll see if this works. I'm trying to, every time I think about the mean thing, I push it away mentally, physically, in my mind, like push it away. And then I think, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. it's not about them you already gave them enough 
this is not they don't deserve to have your thoughts and your peace and all of that now like now what's important is if you want to think about those things and process them that's fine if they're popping back up that means you need to think about it but it's not about what they said or did it's about how you feel Mm -hmm. and how it made you feel then how it makes you feel now and then what what can you deduct from those feelings because that's really the point otherwise it's just a sad cycle of allowing them to hurt you over and over and over and over well and the the emotion that comes up is the common denominator that you carry through for the rest of your life in situations Mm -hmm. because not every situation is that makes you feel that way is going to play out that way so you have to you know kind of be on the lookout for other different scenarios and technicalities but that are still causing you to feel the same way because that will bring you back to that time of when you felt that way yeah so the emotions, listen, I know we kind of joke about them, but they're important. Be emotional. Yeah. Take it from me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I'm such a masochist in that way where I'm like, what can make me feel so sad? Perfect. Can't and I'm wait. just like the op, I'm the darkest I go is like watching true crime. Like I don't, I, I don't like to make myself sad in any way. I would rather just feel nothing as I've always said, but, um, <laughs> we're learning, we're growing. Yeah. We're feeling. Yeah. Um, so with that, mm-hmm. let's do our diamonds of the week, which is a bright spot in a dark week. Um, always, always a dark week. I think we have the same diamond. We well, have the same diamond, don't sh- we? We do. I think mine's a little bit, um, it's like a collective few days of a diamond, but that one that you're referring to, just go ahead and just tell So people. obviously Beyonce dropped Renaissance, her new album, it's wild it is um renaissance is the perfect name that that's the only i i wouldn't know how else to explain it um it feels different it feels fun it feels cool it feels fresh newer better faster stronger and it's only act Um, one yeah which means there's gonna be an act two um so i think that we actually need to declare july 29th as renaissance day Mm, from now on Okay. Yeah. Because it truly was like, I mean, first it was Lizzo and that was, you know, we're still holding strong with Lizzo, but then to have Beyonce and now we have both at the same time. When I tell you that it's carrying me through, I mean. And it's so much of all the things we've been talking about and trying to, it just feels like they are on the same wavelength and being like, we're going to help you all also. Like, we know what you're all trying to do and we're going to help you. Yeah. Saying, constantly preaching the general message of loving yourself, being comfortable in your skin, being deserving of fun, being deserving of life, of love, of worth, of everything. Like, you're worth all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and never feeling ashamed, embarrassed, or guilty for doing anything that you want to do. And you're all just cosmic stars, just made up of the most beautiful everything and you know what's so funny is actually um in my gender studies class this week we were also talking about like body stuff which linked to what i said last week um i'll get into that another day guys because like mind-blowing stuff but um my professor made us she said like what is the polar opposites of femininity in terms of whatever um but then also how does lizzo's show watch out for the big girls impact this um, and that the opposites are that we are supposed to be all of these things at once, but you can't. It's impossible. You're supposed to fit the standard and be unique and be different and be the same and all of these things. Um, and even like it's getting my way into my classes. My professor is like, what is, guys, let's talk about what Lizzo's doing for us all. Um, mm-hmm. And that was what my whole post was about. Wow. And I literally referenced back this podcast and wow. said how it was helping me. So 
Full circle. I mean, that should be the podcast middle name is full circle because we always bring it back. We don't Um, full circle. No, (laughs) (laughs) we truly don't full circle. Um, But yeah, I guess the other not that like it's really important, but I do just want to share that I've had a really great couple of days off like from work. Oh, right, 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 right. And living an an introvert, living an introvert's dream of Oh my God. Like sometimes when I think about spending time with myself, like this is like, you know, the other end of the spectrum where I'm like one thing I'm not worthy, but on the other end, I'm like, I miss spending time with myself. Like I'm a great time. We do fun things, things that we like to do. I sound like a few personalities, but, um, yeah, I've just been immersed in Renaissance and also I kind of hate to admit, but Mm. stranger things, Mm -hmm. I, I was feeling skeptical and I think a part of it was my rebellious side because it was like, okay, we get it. We get it. Stranger Things. Cool. I bite my tongue because it was, it is a masterpiece. It's really good. Wow. A masterpiece. I, I truly can't say anything bad. Wow. So, you know, humble, humble moments here. Yeah. I mean, we do know at this point, we know that that's how it usually goes. Like we know that we're going to end up liking it at some point. We We talk shit on things. And then, I mean, look at our friendship. Katie thought that I didn't like her when we first met. I thought you were an asshole. I just thought, (laughs) listen, we won't get into that, but that's, it's tried and true. And then now look at us. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us here. Look at us Um, here. So yeah, I, I mean, I'll watch Stranger Things at some point I don't know but I, mean, I can't recommend I what we can agree on is renaissance yeah. across the board so listen to that and listen to Liz's new album if you haven't like I don't know what you guys are doing you're but not like, fun then do it yeah you, you hate fun summer should be fun why why do you hate fun seriously and if you don't know that was a summer house you know what I'm not even guys we're spiraling you know summer house I don't even care <laughs> okay anyways you guys can follow us on we don't know her on no it's not on we don't know her I just okay. you can follow us on we don't know her that's <laughs> that's all right, you can follow us at We Don't Know Her Pod on Instagram and TikTok. You can also send us an email at We Don't Know Her Pod at gmail.com. You won't, but it's okay. Rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spy Tunes, five stars only. Great yeah, listen, reviews. we need a review. It's been a little while. I know, guys, like so it's sad. We see you listening. Just right. leave, just just say hey. You don't even right. have to leave a review. Just say hello. Right. Honestly, <laughs> I don't even you know you can leave them anonymously. Like I, yeah. you don't just hello, like yeah. hello, but five stars only. It, no, seriously, don't don't be shady. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye.